0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah!
2: Woo! Let's go! Y'all need to sit back, listen, enjoy the vibe. Tip something, light it up, enjoy the ride. Cause the Sports City Chefs is on the night looking up day on the rise Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef Sports City, Sports City, Chef, chef. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, chef. Sports, city, sports City, Sports City, Chef Yes, Lord, we got a brand new president Joe Biden, we ride I pray you heaven send Word from the wise, my people stay ahead of. Come on, I've been relevant, tryna survive the elements It ain't no love in these streets, these dudes telling it Case goes from cold to hot, state safe Boom, Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your the spoon, they well in tune, blown like a flower in June, Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom, so tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs again, pay attention, tune in, we on the a-
3: Uh, uh, uh.
0: Sports City, Sports City, what's going on, man? It's your boy, Sirius, back at the helm. Welcome to the Week 12 edition of your wrap-up show. I'm your host this evening, man. It's such a pleasure and a pleasure to be here with you guys. Um, there's a lot to talk about, and I- I'm really not going to waste anybody's time doing this, um, you know, pre- pre-show dance, man. Allow me to bring in my co-host, man. He goes
3: by the name of Barry the Villain Jordan. What's going on, Big Barry? How you doing, this the man? Villain. I'm doing all right, man. Just, you know, coming down off that high of beating those stinking Eagles. But I'm um, doing good, ready to talk some football on the NFL free-for-all uh, with you, Sirius, um, you know, on all streaming networks. You know, get at us. You know, we're here. So let's get it. Let's get to work. You know what without further ado, man, I wanted to, you know, throw some
0: headlines at you, man. There there's been a lot going on over the past twenty four to forty eight hours and I just kinda of wanted this popcorn this in front of you and let you, you know, kinda of pick at it as as you will, man. For starters, uh, right in your neck of the woods, the New York Giants, uh, say the status for quarterback Daniel Dimes Jones is iffy, um, with a strained neck. Um Mike Thomas says there are going to be uh, changes um, coming to the stumbling Steelers. Be on the lookout for the finger foods because I'm about to go in. Believe me, I'm going in. Mm. Um, but there are going to be changes coming with the Steelers after uh, two lackluster performances on the defensive side of the football. Um, Washington loses a kicker um, in last night's game um, on a blocked extra point. We'll talk about that in a minute. Dallas um, mm. Cowboys suspend uh, Mr. Hill for his punch in, in the Thanksgiving Day game. Um, so he's going to be gone for the next two. Um, kind of big ones here coming up, uh, Debo Samuel um, is going to be out for one or two weeks with a groin. Christian McCaffrey um, back on the injured reserve list, which puts him out for the year. Um, Davin Cook sustained a separated shoulder. Um, Barry, there's a lot to chew on, man. Go ahead and you know scoop you a dish, man. Like let's let let let's start with this Giants thing with you being a Giants fan. Um, what's the significance of Daniel Jones be being gone for any length of time? Um, and what's your what's your confidence level in your backup being able to come in and kind of steady the ship?
3: Yeah, I mean listen, it's kinda of crappy. I mean, it, I, I I was on a uh Giants group today and you know the news broke he is not playing. So, um contrary to belief, uh he will not be available. Um they said Glennon is the starter. They picked up Jake Brahm off of the Bills practice squad, former uh Georgia Bulldogs quarterback. I know um you're familiar with him. Um so yeah, he's not playing. Um I was but I was saying on the group it's like you know, you don't know what you got until it's gone. Like I always remember that uh, Buster Rhymes song on, on the end of uh, I think it was one of his albums. Uh, I can't remember the name of the album, but uh, he he remixed. He, he basically sampled that. So you don't know what it, you got till it's gone. Uh, one one of my favorite tracks on that on that album. Um, but basically, without Eli. Eli, he wouldn't, he wouldn't miss a game. Now you got Daniel Jones always missing games every season. You can never evaluate this guy, right? It's either it's always mm-hmm. something. His weapons are hurt. His offensive line stinks, or he's not on the field to play. Like you're in year three, and you don't know what you got with this guy. So it's very frustrating as a Giants fan, um, you know, coming off of a, a really good win at home against the Eagles. And now, um, you know, a somewhat winnable game. It's not an easy game. We're not the favorite, but it's a winnable game against the Dolphins, and and we won't have our starting quarterback to go to go to war with. So it's it's just super frustrating.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the funny thing about this is that we do got a call in. Q, I, I get to I get to this caller here in a minute, but according to what I'm reading, um, he suffered the injury on the second play of the game, and still managed to to finish that game. I mean, it wasn't, you know, Sports Center top 10 highlight type stuff, but he studied the ship. Um, so, I mean, tip my cap to him for that. Uh, let me go to the caller in queue, calling out of the uh, 615 air code. Man, what's your name and what you want to talk about this evening, man? Welcome
1: to the wrap-up show. You know my name. <laughs> What's going on, man? How y'all doing? Just, Yo, just a Matt, sometimes, Mike. Man, but yeah, man, how you guys doing tonight?
0: You know what? Well, we good, man. We good, man. You a chef. We're You know what
2: I'm
0: saying? Get you an apron, man. You know, talking about a couple of these, ho- uh, the, the, these headlines um, from the week that was, man. Anything caught your eye that uh, I hit on or yeah. you wanted to bring something else to the table? What's on your mind about these uh, these headlines
1: before we get into the meat and potatoes? Well, real quick, well, real quick let me let me hit on this. Uh, I can totally understand, you know, we had a number nine in New Orleans that was good for several years who couldn't uh, throw the ball down the field the last couple of years. So the fan base it was like, maybe it's time to move on. And then um, we had another guy who – you know, made Sean Payton look like the quarterback whisper again, as we talked about the other day. And I'm not going to go as hard as I did the other day. But now we've got a semi-pro who needs to learn sign language. Um, playing quarterback, and they may replace <laughs> him. Uh, coming up this weekend. So uh, we'll I see what so happens. <laughs> <laughs> so now I can understand that, you know, we – Barry, I feel your pain, bro i feel your pain as a as a, as a Giants fan um and you know you're not supposed to sympathize <laughs> with, you're not supposed to sympathize with the villain, but hey people say that uh New Orleans is a little bit of a dark place anyway so i I'm gonna sympathize with the villain tonight, and then as far as uh other headlines things that kind of grab my it's just an interesting uh there's an interesting weekend in, in, in football a lot of what we thought would happened did I didn't get to pick the last few games with you guys but I'm definitely um, here to top it up with you guys, and thank you again for having
0: me. Anytime, anytime, man. So um, for for me, um, this this Mike Tomlin um, presser um, that he mentioned post-game, and then he doubled down on that this afternoon during his uh, weekly press conference where he said uh, changes are, are coming. Um, and that's, you know, on the heels of giving up a total of close to 600-plus yards in the span of two weeks. Uh, Joe Mixon ran all over the place, and Austin Eckler a week uh, prior ran all over the place. Um, I'm going to come to you first, uh, Barry, and, again, I'm going to say myself for last, Um, if you're Mike Tomlin, how are you fixing this this issue
3: of the team in general? <laughs>
0: well, see the the the, the 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 defense at this precise moment is getting gashed at an alarming clip, and again, I'm not going <laughs> to really go too deep into it because I I got to record finger sure. foods after tonight's show. But if you're Mike Tomlin, you know, and again, you're a Giants fan, so you don't know the ins and outs, and you know the nitty gritty like myself, but. What would you do to fix this, this this particular team? I mean,
3: you've seen the highlights, you you've read it, you know. Yeah. You
0: know me pretty well. How how,
3: how would you? Fix I that? mean, honestly, serious. I think they're doing the as much as they can. I think the problem is in the second level, right? I think it's the linebackers not making plays and not being able to make tackles and stuff like that. So, I mean, you got. Uh, you're probably one of your best playmakers outside of Watt in Mika Fitzpatrick playing down in the box because they can't tackle. You know, the linebackers aren't getting it done. That, I don't know if you can fix that in the season. I mean, you might be able to find a linebacker, but, I mean, off a of practice squad, I mean, the chances of that are slim to none. So I, I really don't know what they can do other than dogs right dog blitz like mm-hmm. uh, either of that or like a man blitz to to really you know try to play a, a couple yards in the backfield and force you know force them to you know get into to rushing lanes because Mika Fitzpatrick's out of position. He's he's he he needs to play in in the back end, not up at the line of scrimmage. It's it's a mess. It's it really is. It's yeah. and I don't really know how I don't know how Tomlin can fix it in this season. I think it's like you you got to kind of start over with the defense uh, and uh, and and other positions as well.
1: Right, are right. you kind of saying, Mister Harvey? Are you kind of saying that the X's and O's don't matter if you don't have the right Jimmies and Joes?
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. I, mean, I don't think they have the
1: personnel to,
3: to really kind of play the the kind of defense that they want to play, right?
0: Um, yes I, yes I, I and no. Right. Yes and no. Because here's my thing, gentlemen. Um, the, the Schematically, it's fine. The schematics aren't the problem. With me, it's about effort and heart. And what I'm seeing from the Pittsburgh Stellas on the decent side of football over the past two weeks um, lacks effort, lacks heart, lacks discipline. Um, Austin Eckler is still shaking the checks off of Nikes on his way to his four touchdowns yesterday. There was a total – I went back and watched it yesterday. There was a total of almost 10 missed tackles in Sunday's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Mixon made a guy miss and he was at the second level. That 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 alleviates ninety percent of the defensive elements. Now again, I understand that, um, you know, Joe Hayden being out, you know, kinda puts the damp on what we want to do as far as defensive, you know, coverage wise and, you know, Pierre's in there, um and he's obviously not, you know, at Joe Hayden's level. But for me, if you're gonna beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, you've always been able to throw the football at them, and the fact that they are literally getting ran on like somebody uh, who 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 works on the corner is unacceptable. That being said, I will move on because again, I can sit here and spend the next show, the next forty five minutes talking about that. Um, the next the next thing I want to get to, gentlemen, I did mention it uh, a minute ago was the injuries to to, to these running backs, man. We got Dalvin Cook um, going down, expected to miss uh, some time, and obviously Christian McCaffrey uh, being lost for the year. Um, I want to start with the Christian McCaffrey thing. Do you guys believe that um, the injury is significant enough to keep him out, or are they just giving him the rest of the year – to fully, fully heal and try to come back um, as his new contract starts to kick in after this season. Um, Mr. Harvey, I'll come to you first. Now, how do you feel about Christian McCaffrey um, at this moment?
1: I think that the Panthers know they're not going to be a playoff team to contend for a championship. And so you could have had him kind of try to gut it out the rest of the year. But you can't put somebody on IR twice. And so I think the idea was like, you know what, you haven't been healthy this year. We don't, we need to try to protect this investment. The sad thing is, is like as, as explosive and as good of a player as Christian McCaffrey is, like it's just hard to see being able to invest in him because he's missed so many games. I mean, he's one of those guys that has just missed, I mean, almost more time than he's been on the field, it seems like. And I understand it's a very physical game. And, and quite honestly, that's the one thing that was the one knock on him even coming out of college. Like, would he be able to be on the field enough? We know when he's on the field what he brings to the table. But would he be able to be on the field enough? And you hope it's not, but it seems to me like it's really catching up with it. And so, yeah, it, especially if you're already locked into some money over the next few years, when you look at I mean, that quarterback situation has been a mess. We got Sam Darnold, and he was looking pretty good until he saw Bill Belichick again, and then he started seeing Ghost, and now who knows what's going on with him. And then we had an XFL guy playing or whatever, and now we brought Cam back, and I promised you guys Super Cam on Sunday, and none of that happened. So, I mean, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a wreck there, and so uh, why force the issue?
0: Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. Villain, I'll come to you first, but keep in mind that his
1: new deal
0: kicks in um, when the calendar year starts in 2022, goes from making almost nine nine uh, 900000 to $8.4 as a base uh, because he did sign that contract um, extension being valued at about $64 million. Um, just a couple 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 seasons ago um do you honestly think that with Christian McCaffrey it was more about uh you know saving him from himself, or is this injury really um significant enough to you know put him on i r and thus effectively shutting him down for the remainder of the campaign?
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's, I don't think he's right to be honest with you. And I think he's so injury prone. I think, I don't think you can keep really running him out there um, and risking him getting hurt. I think it is protecting the investment a little bit. And I think it's more of, I don't know how effective he, he really would be uh, on one leg. I don't, I don't see him as that type of back. So I think it was a smart move to, to shut him down because listen, if, if they really wanted him to play, they would they would have him out there, right? Because they're still in the playoff hunt, right? They're they're not too far behind the, the you know you could have basically what I think the Vikings are uh, five and six and still very much uh, in the playoff picture. So the Giants are right. four and seven and they're they're in it. So uh, you know the 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 Panthers are right there. I think I think we had hit on it last week. series if they had McCaffrey healthy. Or, uh, or at least going, and their defense was right, they would make the playoffs. And I still think that they can. So, I don't know. I, I really feel like he just wasn't going to be able to be effective at this point in the season. Um, it was probably the best idea to shut him down and, and you know, kind of hit the reset button on him. And put Hubbard, who who was playing pretty well, and um, instead put uh, Chubba, what is it, uh, uh, Cuba. Put, put Cuba Cuba. Chuba, Chuba. chuba. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, man, I was, man, like, I was like, man, like, dude, chuba. I was gonna, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say like Beth and, and Mary, you know, Chuba, Chuba, y'all, you know, but um, like Chuba, the, Chuba the Hut. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, put him in, put him in, right, and 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 let him go. So
1: they're not making the playoffs, so they're not gonna come close. You don't think so? No, I don't. Because watch, man. I don't think so. was gonna get him. I don't
0: think so either. I don't think I, I don't think so either. And 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 the thing is, like I think Cam Newton is really starting to to to, to morph back into his, his former self. Um, but there, you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, the Carolina Panthers are five and seven. There's a bunch of teams in the NFC that are like right there, and from seven all the way down to Seattle at, at the 15th spot. The only team that's really I guess mathematically eliminated from playoff contention are the Detroit Lions, but even Seattle no, they're still they're still fire. mathematically
3: in. They're still mathematically in. I, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, I, yeah. I, are
3: you sure? They're, yeah. They're I, just, I ten, just saw it. They there there are there are um a hundred a plus one one hundred thousand. So if you had bet if you bet a hundred dollars you'd win a million, right? But they're still yeah. mathematically in the playoff hunt because what's their record, right? They're 0-10-1. Um, they're they're zero... Yeah, and, and, but the, the last playoff spot is only five losses. So do the math you know, in the 17-game the season. No, who, so, so, the, the, last, the, the last playoff spot is the Vikings, right? No, it's Washington right now. They have six losses. Okay, but six losses but five wins. So it, even yeah. if those teams all lost out, which is not going to happen, they the, okay. the the Lions can get six wins and still they're still lagging in the race right now, as we stand right now. Are we are we really having this conversation? The Detroit Lions. Yes, Matt because I, I love I, the, <laughs> I love the tweak TP if I can. It's it's really to get TP's hopes up so I can dash him. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the big homie, C.P. Thomas, who's off somewhere. Yeah, we love, you, T. P. we love um, you, C.P. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, so, honestly,
0: with the Carolina Panthers being at 5-7, and seven, um, they they can go on a little bit of a run here. So, again, I don't want to say that, you know, Christian McCaffrey wasn't right because when he was out there, he was productive. I mean, he was, you know, tough getting his touches, averaging close to 110 scrimmage yards, uh, finding the end zone, um, this is a guy who, again, who just can't seem to get himself right um, and unfortunately, you know, called it a season for him. Um, the other running back I want to mention that um, is playing Thursday in Ezekiel Elliott. Um, this is another guy who has been rumored to miss some time, who may or may not, excuse me, may or may not play uh, Sunday, uh, excuse me, Thursday. If you if, if he talked to, to to his owner Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones is talking about how he's gonna have a workload, but doctors are saying they may hold him out.
3: Um, just
0: you know, just just quick and easy. Fun. Does Ezekiel Elliott play Thursday or not?
3: No, he shouldn't. And uh, for, well, first of all, Cowboy. <laughs> 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 Man, I love when the Cowboys and Eagles lose on the same uh, same week. But listen, um, Pollard's better right now, right? I think he's more explosive. He's better in the passing game. Why would you why get? It's not going to hurt the offense keeping Ezekiel Elliott on the bench and and trying to get him healthy. I think you do the right thing. You let him rest. You got Pollard. He's an explosive back. He can, he's probably a little bit more dynamic, where you can do some some things in the in the in the run and passing game, and let's see what happens. I think their biggest issue is getting their receivers healthy. Lamb should be back um, from the concussion. I'm not sure about Cooper. You know, uh, dude, get a shot, man. What are we doing here with COVID? I, you know, it's it's not it's not cool. But um, you know, I think the receivers are the bigger worry than uh, Ezekiel Elliott right now.
0: I actually agree with you. Um, Mr. Harvey, what, what are your thoughts, man? Is, is Zeke playing on Thursday, or is he going to sit this week all out and come back for that stretch run versus division opponents? Did, he Harvey, uh, did, we,
3: did we lose you?
0: He, I mean, he, 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 he's still here. He may be on mute.
3: Okay. Well, I, yeah. We'd I'll love tell, to hear you, I'll Harvey.
0: I tell you what, man, if, if you don't mute, unmute yourself or not, we're going to press on, man. One more thing uh, I want to talk to you about, Villa, before we start breaking down these games. Once again, the calling number is 929-477-2759. You got the next. Uh, thirty-five or so minutes with your boys here on Sports City uh, is this Dalvin Cook and Debo Samuel thing? I'm gonna kind of lump these two, um, in the same bucket because according to the report that I'm seeing, uh, both men are probably gonna miss at least one or two weeks, uh, due to their injuries, injuries respectively. Um, I'm gonna flip it on it there, man. Uh, which injury? Is more significant. You got you got Dalvin Cook, who is a bell cow for the Minnesota Vikings, but the team doesn't seem to skip a beat and, and run significantly uh, the same with Alexander Madison Totten the rock. Uh, Debo Samuel has morphed into this hybrid type of, type of player in San Fran, where he's he getting just sweet lining up in the backfield. Catching you know ducks from Jimmy Garoppolo, I've even seen him throw a couple passes over the past couple weeks. Um, which injury is more significant and could hold playoff implications um, if he doesn't come
3: back and, and, and is back to right back to his right self, man? I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. When Cook kind of goes down, they really don't miss a beat very often. I think Alexander Madsen is really good, and uh, he's not Dalvin Cook. There's not a lot of running backs that are. Um, Dalvin Cook's on my fantasy team. Uh, he carries my, some weeks sometimes, but when he's hurt, Madsen is a nice plug-and-play. He, he plays very well. Um, he gets touches, and he, he makes the most of it. Um, I think it's Samuel because I don't know if you noticed, know but he's electric, man he's going to get that bag like he's going to get the check and you're going to you're going to re- not regret paying him because he can do it on all all levels he could he can run it he can catch it he is something else i think um but when he's not there the offense is not very dynamic to begin with with the the weapons i think they have a good stable of steady running backs that run the system but there's no game-breaking running backs like, you know, like a Dalvin Cook, right? And then you got Azouk and and you got Kittle, but after Kittle, I mean, I think Azuk hasn't really – he hasn't really found his footing this year. So it's like when Samuel – they don't really have that explosive element that can really break a game open. So I'm I'm looking at Samuel as the bigger loss. You know what? I I definitely concur. I mean – you know,
0: they, his thing, Sam Fran is to run the best, like Pittsburgh is, to wide receivers. They, send them just, they tend to just find them. Um, Elijah mm-hmm. Mitchell, you know, came in and started running the Rock. You got, you know, Jeff Wilson, who t- could run the Rock pretty well. Um, and then, obviously, you go out and pick up a Trey Sermon from the University of Ohio State. Um, and, and, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm very familiar with what he's able to do. But if you look at Sam Fran's, next two weeks, um, both weeks um, are are very, very, very favorable against the run. You have the the Seattle Seahawks uh, this upcoming week when we just saw what Washington was able to do to them Hmm. yesterday and what teams have been able to do to them uh, throughout the course of this year, Um, cue the the, the Pete Carroll to to, to Notre Dame rumors and everything like that.
3: Yeah, we definitely Um, need to talk about Pete Carroll. For sure.
0: Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get to him in quite a second. Um, and then after that, they got the Cincinnati Bengals, who, again, despite what this team uh, looked like against my Steelers on Sunday, this team has been very, very, very giving uh, to opposing running backs and to opposing offenses that um, tend to enforce their will, which, again, the Steelers were at this point, uh, not, but again, I'm, I'm not talking about Pittsburgh right now. So it's gonna be interesting to see what the what, what the 49ers do. They, they they currently are six and five and and sitting in that seventh spot in, in, in a very jam-packed NFC playoff race. Man, the call-in number before we move on to the next set of games is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Um, my man Villain alluded to it here a second ago. Um. Pete Carroll and and a bunch of other coaches, Cliff Kingsbury uh, comes to mind, Um, a bunch bunch of defensive coordinators and things of that nature, um, could be taking their talent to the collegiate level. Um, Now, we do have a tailgate um, show. I'm not sure if it's still on Saturdays or uh, or what's going on with that, but when you start talking about the collegiate side of football, we we got you here covered here on City but Pete Carroll has also been rumored to uh, be uh, on a very short list of candidates to take over the vacated position that um, uh, Brian Kelly just left in Notre Dame. Um, This question for you, Barry, is two part okay? Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pete Carroll has been there in Seattle for a very, very, very long time, Um, and – you know what was what, what going on this off season is well documented between he and quarterback Russell Russell Wilson. Um, do you feel as though that this is playing a tremendous factor, um, compounded by um, the idea of going to coach in Notre Dame and what try something different? Do you think all that mixing together is leading to? This, this, this story gaining traction as to where Pete Carroll may be leaving and going to coach back in college or is there something else that, that's going on?
3: I mean, I think it's more about um, Pete Carroll not being <laughs> welcome back in Seattle because the wheels have come off in Seattle. It's gone bad to worse, right? Um, I, I have not seen Seattle play this bad in years uh since before um Russell Wilson was on the team this is clearly his worst season as as the starting quarterback not only that it's going to keep fueling his rumors that you know he's not going to be there much longer right uh he he almost didn't make it back to this year demanding a trade and and you know they had to talk him back into it I mean that you know they're, New York fans are just all over the place. They're already talking about you know training for Russ, like trading our two first round picks for him. But I'm like, dude, what are we talking about here? Um, I don't know. I I don't. It's like, why would you give up a franchise quarterback and keep a coach? I would probably move the coach and keep the quarterback. One of them are, is not coming back next year, and my money's on Carroll. I I I really think he would um, jet. Uh, I said Jet. And, and 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 find his way into co and, into college. I don't think he'll he'll be um I don't think he'll be coaching uh the Seattle uh Seahawks next year.
0: Well, let me ask you this question, just you know, double clicking uh, on <coughs> double clicking on it. Do you think he goes to college or do you think he picks up one of these head coach jobs in the NFL that or an and
3: he's about to shake free? I mean, I don't I don't see I don't see a program that would want to it's thinking about restarting with Carol. And, and I don't think, I don't, I don't know. I think he would probably want to give college another shot. I think, you know, he built, well say what you want about the program and, and the, the allegations. He built a program in USC that they haven't seen since. Right. So, um, I think he can go to – it would be a ho- high-profile team. Now, those those jobs, what? You're talking Florida – why not? No, Florida – does Florida name a coach? I don't know if they named a coach, but uh, – Yeah, they, Notre yeah they,
0: Dame. named right. coach
3: now, yeah. Okay, so they named a coach. So it would be Notre Dame, Oklahoma, right? And and, and that's really it. Um, Oklahoma, meh. Notre Dame. That's the only team, to your point, that I would see him leaving the pro ranks for. But it's not easy, right? It's not easy to go to Notre Dame because if if it was the case, Chip Kelly would stay there because he signed a big deal, right? Um, uh-huh. To be the coach at Notre Dame. So um, it's tough. I, I just I don't know. I don't I don't see him leaving. I would I would think Notre Dame would be the only. Play, the best landing spot for him if he was going to leave?
0: Yeah, actually, you know, I, I happen to agree with you there. You know, I, I mean, if you're
3: going to jump ship
0: um, and go to, you know, back to back to college, if you will, I think the number 16 in the nation would not be a bad landing spot. I mean, you've got talent there. We understand Pete Carroll, that pedigree. He, he's able to recruit, you know, he could take. He can walk into a living room and say, "Yo, I, I won a Super Bowl. I've coached Russell Wilson. I, I, I've been there. Let me, you know, give me the opportunity to, to mold and shape um, you, 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 your young man and come play with me and try to compete for a championship." Um, so, I, I mean, it, 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 it almost makes too good a sense if you ask me um, for, for for Pete Carroll. It, it, should he should he choose to leave? Um, mm-hmm. You know to go to go to Ann Arbor. I mean, not Ann Arbor, but to, to Notre Dame and, and coach there. On um, the while, I'm looking at it. You know, uh, Urban Meyer said that he's staying at the NFL level, so um, I'm just seeing that come across my screen here. Calling number is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. I've uh, got 25 minutes left, Dylan, and without further ado, man, let's, let's go ahead and talk about the week that was, man. Obviously, a lot of stuff has transpired. Um, you know, we had three games on, on Thanksgiving, which is which is also good. You know, the Chicago Bears um, and the Detroit Lions played to a a thriller, if you will. I mean, that, that game was more entertaining than I thought it would be. Uh, the Vegas game was very, very good. Vegas ended up beating Dallas at home, and, and overtime that that game was, you know, as good as advertising. Then we got the snooze fest, uh, the Buffalo Bills and, and the Saints um, getting blown out at, at home on, on the night that they honored Drew Brees. So um, out of those three games, man, which one stood out to you um, from, from the Thanksgiving Day slate?
3: Obviously it was the Cowboys biggest uh Raiders game. Um the highest rated game I think they've seen in a in a in a while, yeah. right? I think that that was um the news that I had saw. So, um, kudos to them. I mean two story franchises that um obviously have big fan bases that would, would draw, but the game didn't disappoint. It was a very good game. Um, I know a lot of Cowboys fans crying right now. Um <laughs> 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 I was but waiting no, seriously I was waiting seriously, seriously, they're crying, bro, because of all the penalties, like oh the reps we were playing the black and white team, and it wasn't the Raiders, it was the like dude, there was fourteen penalties on both sides. You got your owner coming out saying that you review the the who's going to be officiating the game every Saturday, so you knew this officiating crew was going to be the most, the, one of the most penalized that, that throws the penalties. And you still didn't adjust. That's on coaching. That's terrible. But here's the deal. Yeah. Here's the funny part. The Raiders-Cowboys game, all white officiating crew. The Bears-Lions mm-hmm. game, all black officiating crew. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. I was it saying, was course funny, course right? You know yeah, I, I noticed it right away. It was like I, I looked and, and they were huddled up, and I was like, "Wow, this this crew is all black." And then, like, I looked at the Raiders game. Wow, this crew is all white. I mean, it's weird. But I mean, listen, um, too many penalties. I think I think that the, I think Browns just got another flag for per, uh, pass interference. I think he was <laughs> interfering with his wife getting the remote, uh, wanted to change the channel, so he interfered with her. So, throw a flag on him. I mean, it, it was a bad performance. Um, yeah. You know, the offense got it going, but the defense let them down. The defense just isn't as good as advertised. They're a bend but don't break. But their bend don't break is that they'll let you get the yards, but they'll get the turnovers. They're not – when they don't get the turnovers, their average defense are almost as bad as last year. So um, they got to figure that out. They got to figure out a way to get more stops.
0: You know what? Um, it, it, it's weird you mentioned that. You know, um, that game was interesting to watch um, because at, at, at some point, I found myself actually like, hold on a second, the, the Raiders might do it. Like the Raiders <laughs> might do it, and, and I and and, and, and and I kept waiting for the Cowboys to to flip a switch. And, and and go into, you know, cowboy mode, if you will, where they're just running up and down the field and scoring points. And maybe, maybe if um, they had their, you know, assortment of weapons uh, or whatever the case may be, you know, Amari Cooper was out, C.D. Lamb was out. Um, obviously, Zeke wasn't a 100%. Um, I think there was a sign in the offensive lineman too. So, But with that being said, the, the Raiders went in there and, and pulled it off. Um and again, I miss me with crying about penalties, man. I mean, I I, I think I speak for you when i sitting here and everybody else who watches football this year. The officiating crews mm. this year have been some of the worst officiating crews that I have seen. You know, whether it, you know went, went into my favor or, or went against me, and 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 or whatever case may it be. Uh, all players ever want is consistency, and the way these officiating crews are calling games right now is void of consistency. So it, I understand as yeah. a player it's frustrating, but we can't have ownership come out and and, and, and throw a hissy fit about penalties. We can't have players come out and throw a hissy fit about penalties. I mean, obviously in that particular game, it was 14-14. It just so happened that the penalties, you know, part of your 14. Uh, may, may, may have affected the outcome of a game, and their 14 may not have affected it to a certain extent. But at the end of the day, if you play clean football, um, you shouldn't give up 14-20 regardless of how inconsistent or consistent the official calls it. Um, for me, though, Barry, the, the game that stood out to me, honestly, was the detroit Lions Chicago-Bear game. I really felt as though the Detroit Lions had a significant shot at winning that ball game. It didn't look like any team wanted to win it. Um, mm-hmm. And Matt Nagy, you know, in my opinion, aggravated the hell out of me because instead of going for the the, the, the win there, you were on the, I think,
1: two-and-a-half, three-yard
0: line, and you purposefully play for a kick. You purposely played for a field goal when you mm-hmm. routinely have struggled in that department all year. Now, hindsight being 2020, 20, you, you you made the kick and you get the win, but hello, hey, you played to win the game. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Justin Tucker he's back. Either. Yeah. He, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he, my, my man comes back like, like Jordan win the four or five. So, I mean, honestly, for me, um, you know that Chicago Bears Detroit Lions game was interesting. I, I felt as though um, after watching Jared Goff look putrid for as long as he did this year, I think I thought that in that first game he he looked a little bit better. Obviously DeAndre Swift is you know it was was decent until he got hurt. Um, we saw T.J. Hawkinson fighting. Obviously, Darna Mooney is still as good as advertised. So that game for me was a little more—I don't say a little more interesting than overtime, but I had no expectations, and I was sitting there with you know my in-laws like, oh, okay, this, this is interesting. This game is not interesting. And so me and my in-laws were sitting at the crib like, oh my god, this is crazy. Um, Mr. Harvey, man, I went through the—I I went through the, I um, I went through the uh, Thursday night slate of games, man. Which particular game? Uh, caught your attention. I mean if you wanna talk about the Buffalo uh Saints game, I mean by all means do what you gotta do, man.
1: Man. You know, uh I don't know how many of y'all listened but uh Thomas and I do the brunch on uh on Sunday morning and I know uh as, soon as you can't uh towards the end of it to hear my spiel on the yeah, quarterback yeah. situation in in New Orleans. Uh yeah man, you know they call Sean Payton the quarterback whisperer. I told you, Trevor Stevens, death, and it's it, it's bad, man. It, it's really really bad. I I I was uh I was taken back to the days of of the Billy Joes in New Orleans, Billy Joe Holborn, and Billy Joe Tolliver and Billy, yeah, you know, all these different quarterbacks that we had. pre Aaron Brooks, uh, man. It was uh. John Four K. We have so many bad quarterbacks in the world over the years of that franchise. And then offense just couldn't do anything. I, I told you it looked like a fourth preseason game in the lineup that they put out there. You didn't have Kamara, you didn't have England. You had Tony Jones, cousin to Mike. Mike Jones, uh, playing running back. Uh, he's still not a whole lot from the receiver position. Mike Jones. Mike Jones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, it was rough. I mean, and the thing is, is, it got overshadowed. Like, Quan Alexander made a fantastic interception in that game. Um, but eventually, if you can't do anything or move the ball at all, uh, man, I, it it, it, was, it reminded me of the, the Jim Moore late in his career, uh, New Orleans Saints uh, teams. It, it was very, very difficult to – watch as far as the – you hit it right on the head with the other two games. But, man, uh, it's, I, I have a feeling it's going to be um, a long rest of the season unless Cason Hill uh, shows us why he got some money from this thing. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But it, it's uh, – man, uh, if we're you, we're just getting to Thursday because I, I had some stuff on Sunday too, so I'll, I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely wait on that. It, it's interesting though, you know, every year that Dallas thinks they have arrived, they're getting back to prominence and glory, and maybe they are to some extent. But man, you can't you can't lose that game on Thanksgiving. You're supposed to you know you're supposed to win those games, man. And they they couldn't pull that out. Just not very uh, not very impressive, man. Like. Uh, they they got a chance to get right coming this Thursday night, but we'll see without McCarthy, you know what what uh, what that team looks like. But you know it, Thursday was just I'm I always enjoy football on Thanksgiving, and unfortunately the Lions have uh, have not always been good, but you, you can count on the Lions and the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Now they've added the third game. It just adds to the uh, it adds to the feast or the football consumption. Then it's part of what makes Thanksgiving what it is. So, uh, I'm, I'm just always grateful definitely. to have NFL all day on Thursday. Definitely, definitely, man.
0: Um, Mike, I'm going to come right back to you, man. Um, did you take a look at the Tennessee Titans and New England Patriots game? And if so,
1: what were your thoughts on it? <laughs> all right. I told y'all. <laughs> all right, we talked about it before, but, like, Tannehill is going to Tannehill. He showed us that last week, and then – you didn't have weapons, man. I mean, listen, uh, listen. They took, uh, they didn't even take knives to a gunfight, man. They took up, uh, they took cap guns uh, to a fight with. with you know, when when Belichick's lined up with a full artillery over there, and listen, you, you don't think that he wanted to really, you know, when when they were able to beat him in the playoffs, you don't think he wanted to kind of rub their nose in it a little bit, uh, for sure. And they, I mean, they, they, there were times just a couple weeks ago when Henry was healthy and A.J. Brown was there and Julio Jones was on the field.
2: Some people were saying,
1: whoa, the Tennessee Titans may be the best team in the AFC. Snoop Dogg tried to tell everybody in a song that didn't quite uh, get as popular as some of the other stuff. Snoop Dogg tried to tell everybody back in, uh, Early two thousand and one or so, he said, "Pop your brakes," and that's the truth when it comes to the Tennessee Titans, bro. They're not quite, they're not ready. Now the mystical told him, "Y'all ain't ready," and that's what's going on in Nashville. You know
0: what I'm saying? The hope to say you ain't ready telling me you need more people.
3: <laughs> but Mike, hey, Mike delicate. took me back. Like he took me, he took me back to that brake fluid. it's "Pop your brakes." You <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. no, but, you know, Mike is right. Like, listen, when they're healthy, they're as good as anybody in the AFC. Let's get, let's not poo-poo them, but when you're missing your top two receivers and, and probably arguably the best running back in the game, I mean, you're, it's not going to get easy for you. So, I mean, and Bill Belichick, the master, he's going to take away – He's gonna take away what you do best, and what and and when you have your best out there, you make it really easy for him. But give the Patriots credit; their defense is playing really well. Um, Matt Jones, Matt Jones, is just not making mistakes. He he's played at a high level. Ooh. He's played he's played at a high level at Alabama, and he's coming into the NFL in his rookie year and steadily playing some of the best football a rookie quarterback can play. He's not playing out of this world, but he's playing pretty darn good. Eight and four of his team is is streaking. Look out. The Patriots, well, well, listen, Barry, look out.
1: Uh, serious and Barry's in one more time. I, I told people even early in the year, uh, you know, they hadn't quite opened the playbook completely yet. Um, but even against the Saints, man, in like week two of the season, or week three, it was week three because the Saints were really on on it. Matt Jones made mm-hmm. some good throws in that game. Like, they didn't win mm-hmm. the game, and that offense hadn't quite opened up. But I told people even that game, I'm like, watch out, man. This guy, you know, to like Les Miles used to say, this guy's coming. He's, a, he's on the way up. And he's in a, Like, listen, the kid's impressive, good quarterback. And the only thing that I would add is one more addendum to what you said. Uh, when they're healthy and when Ryan Tannehill plays well and they could be healthy and still get a crap game from Tannehill, and it could mess him up. So, I mean, he doesn't have to be exceptional when they're healthy, but he does have to make the right reads and make the right throws.
3: And I'm telling
1: you, man, uh, it, it's, I don't care how good he looked in a couple of games this year, that's still not a given with Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I take him over semi-pro, but there are a lot of other quarterbacks in the league that I would uh, rather have than Ryan Tannehill, a lot. Oh, yeah, well, absolutely.
3: I mean, you have – I, I'll I'll say this real quick, Serious. I'm sorry. Like I totally agree with you. Tanning Hill is what he is. He's a, you got to build the team around him, and you got to put pieces around him to make the game easier for him. If he's not, if he, you can't make the game easy for him, he ain't gonna win you the game. And he's proven that. He might have had a one drive here and there in the playoffs, but he's not gonna he he's not gonna be like you can't put him against uh bachelor for Holmes or or lamar jackson consistently i think he, he's gonna win you games
1: with tannehill see- well, their ceiling is one playoff win i'm sorry yeah okay. well no i mean
0: what, what i mean that that's actually where i was gonna lead to um mm-hmm. you know with, with, with the tennessee titans if you look at the remaining schedule for the tennessee titans um it is rather difficult um when you start to look at who who, who they play next I mean the Tennessee Titans this week. I believe they have. Let me pull down here. They play the Jaguars. Uh, so I mean that that could be a get right game. And then they play Pittsburgh, the the 49ers, the Dolphins. And then they close out with the Texans. So I mean even at eight and four, um, you play some defenses that 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 are about that business. Uh, coming down the stretch, so the Tennessee Titans don't 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 get themselves back together. Um, that, that Indianapolis Colts are going to overtake that division and put them in the middle of a playoff uh, burst. Uh, Barry, we got about ten minutes left, man. And I definitely wanted to let you, um, you know, toot your horn and talk your crap. You know what I'm saying? The the, the New York Giants got a an ugly win, but it was a win nonetheless. Thirteen to seven over the Philadelphia Eagles, man. Talk to me about it.
3: Yeah, I posted the finger food today, um, and I had my article posted on 4 com. Get to the website. Read the blogs. Uh, Mike is going to be doing something on LSU. I know he got that heat, baby. Woo! But listen, um, it's an ugly win, but we don't apologize for a win. I think the Eagles lost that game more than the Giants won it. Um, the Eagles went away from their game plan. They were running the ball right down the Giants' throat, and they went away from it in the third quarter. Jalen Hurts had a horrific game. I was kind of, like, um, hanging out with the guys last night on, on CEV Sports. Shout out to uh, Eric and Chris. Um, they were talking about – I think they had a guy on there just that kept saying Jalen Hurts is the guy. He's the answer. Like, Jalen Hurts had a shit game. He was horrible. He cost them points. He threw that horrible interception at the end of that first half. Giants got a lot of turnovers. Um they couldn't stop the run, but when they needed to, they made plays on defense. The defense played really well, even with the injuries in the secondary. But linebacker continues to be a sore spot. They're not able to make tackles. They're really missing Blake Martinez. The offense looks like crap still. Um, they tried to get the the, the playmakers wow. the ball, but they they still can't get it done. Um, Saquon Barkley and, and Kenny Galladay got tw- uh, t- 25 targets or touches out of the 58 r- plays that were ran and they still only mustered 13 points. Missed the field goal, settled for a field goal in the red zone twice. Uh, it's a crappy offense. I think, you know, it's the offensive line. Nate Soldier, I, I don't even want to see you on the back of a milk carton right now. You're crap. I don't want to see you anymore. You're garbage. Um, between him and, and, and Will Hernandez, that whole side of the offense is, is just not to be desired. Um, they, you can't get a good read on that offense. They just don't block. It's awful to watch.
0: You know, it, it's funny you mentioned that. And, again, I, I led with this last week. You know, last week they, they ended up firing Jason Garrett. Uh, this week it literally looks like the same type of offense. I know Freddie Kitchens, you know, just got in there and whatever. But um, should they have fired Jason Garrett or is this going to be how the Giants have to play um, going forward, I mean, you do got some significant division games coming down the pike. Um, you know, give me a brief, you know, in about twenty or thirty seconds, synopsis on which how do you think the Giants are gonna look going forward?
3: I mean, listen, I I don't I think it's more of the same. They Garrett didn't play offensive line. That's not the problem. Was it the play calling? The play calling wasn't creative enough. But it, the problem wasn't the play calling. Problem is you can't you can't block at the point of the attack. You can't get a push from your interior lineman. Um, the only good lineman you have is Thomas. Nate Soldier is a revolving door. He's garbage, and and you're you're, you're just not going to get. I'm looking at plays. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm rambling because I'm looking at plays that um you know Alex Wilson is on uh, Empire Sports uh, uh, in New York. He was showing clips of just how bad Nate Soldier was getting beat off the corner on run plays and passing plays. He can't do anything right. He can't get right. So, you know, Jarrett is probably the scapegoat, but it ain't gonna get fixed.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, man. I definitely agree with you. Before we get out of here, man, we got about the net, we got about five minutes left. Um, All right. here's my thing, man. Here, I'm here,
1: back
0: here's almost my time. thing <laughs> Okay, okay. Um the LA Rams have lost three straight um, this is, is what the I've been with, <laughs> Is the problem with the 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 the, the Rams personnel? Is Sean McVay just getting too cute? Um, what what's going on tell with the all. LA Rams and Mr. Harvey? Give me what you're thinking.
1: P tried to tell y'all. Everybody was talking about when it first happened. Looked good early in the year. Oh my gosh. He was just the missing piece. Stafford's going to go there and lead them to the promised land. And, listen, the guy has talent. He's got arm talent. We've seen it. But we've also seen him, exactly what happened this past weekend against Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, do what Aaron Rodgers does to him. This time, to just listen, to him, the sheep had on different clothes, but he still got led to slaughter. And so what I'm saying is, it really comes down to with the uh, with the Rams. Uh, TP told everybody, y'all don't don't get it twisted and start thinking right now uh, so soon that this guy is a championship level quarterback. Not so fast, my friend. And I do I do think uh, you know they, they haven't been extremely healthy in the running game. They still got you know I, I think having Cam you know missing Cam Acres hurts, uh, but I've said that for a while. Uh, Daryl Henderson has kind of, you know, he's got the talent, but can he stay healthy enough to do what he needs to do? You know, that's still kind of up in the air. So, there's just a lot of things there, man. That offense got gassed. They got exposed against Mm -hmm. San Francisco, and they they gave people the blueprint, and then Mm -hmm. you also put a guy like Aaron Rodgers behind center who can make those throws. Uh, If you can protect it all, just this Rams team is, is susceptible and is not quite as good at the second level as they are uh, up front and with, that, uh, and with Jalen Ramsey and with that secondary. So uh, is he getting cute in some ways maybe, but it could also be just, uh, you know, in this league, man, it's a copycat league once you see things that work, and you got to continue to adjust. And once again, you got to have the right people. And I, I think this is a good football team, but I, I don't know that they're next level like everybody was uh, starting to crown them as. Uh, you know, once again, who was so Denny Green said you want to crown him, Crown them.
0: Denny yes, Green said that. May he rest in peace. But look, let me ask you this question as a follow-up to that. And
1: Barry, you can jump
0: in here too if, if, if you want. Um, mm. A lot is going to be laid at the feet of Matthew Stafford. Um, but over the past couple of weeks, they have been in, they, the, that defense hasn't showed up at all. Like exactly. teams are running the football at an alarming clip; they're not stopping anybody on the back end. I mean, granted, you know he's thrown a pick six in each of the last three games, but um, you know you can't move your hand with, with, without your wrist. And, and right now, that, that 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 whole that whole operation. Um, it's it, it selling them. You go out and pick up a Von Miller to solidify a of need, and you still got Aaron Donald there, and you got you, you, you got you got Pro Bowlers at every level. And last, you know, let me just let me just run it down for you guys because I I got the time for a second. Um, you know, the San Francisco Forty Nine er game, uh, you know, it was uh, Mitchell got got busy ran the ball um for, for an alarming clip. Jimmy Garoppolo was throwing the ball all over the yard. Debo Samuel um was running the footballs. In the very next game before that before that they lost to um let me scroll up here. I think they lost to the
1: uh Tennessee Titans. Same they same lost to Tennessee the Titans, Brand- but I will tell you in that game though, that's Stafford, bro. Because that was just a couple plays. I mean, you, you had the pick six, you had a couple of turnovers that got cashed in. Quarterback takes care better care of the football. They win that game. And as far as the game that you said before, you're right. They got gashed in the running game, and Garoppolo wasn't right. throwing it all over the yard. He was just throwing it over the middle. That whole second level, right. they got exposed. Correct,
0: right there. correct. So I mean, I mean, again, I understand CP knows Matthew Stafford better than than of sitting here. I can't sit there and, and, and lay it at solely at the feet of Matthew Stafford, you know what I'm saying, because it's a whole team thing. But with that being said, we got about 50 seconds, man. Mr. Harvey, thanks for joining us, man. Go ahead and give us a plug and close out as we get out of here, my guy.
1: Man, we are less than 100 people away from 3,000 followers. The Barbershop on Clubhouse going to do a big cash giveaway when we get there. All members eligible, so come check us out. I've seen Sirius there a few times. You'll find us there. Check out all the shows we have at Sports City Chefs, man. Much love to you guys, and thank you for having me. And uh, I'll be back with you guys next week and a little bit more uh, on on schedule. See you tomorrow. Thanks, my man. <laughs> Thanks, my man. See you tomorrow on
3: the
0: on, on, on the on the free for all, man. On the cookout, you know to do, man. Get us out there, all man.
3: Yeah, listen, um, I agree with you, but listen, it's on Sean McVay. He's got to fix it. It's a, You know what? Three straight losses, it's on the coach. Um, but, uh, listen, Sports City Chefs, get to the website, the blog, the interview. Mike is putting up something soon. Uh, the Villain will be working. Um, Finger Foods on YouTube channel. We got a lot of things cooking, man. Uh, Sports City, man, we're doing a big.
0: Yo, man, with that being said, it's your boy, Sarah. It's a pleasure to be with you guys, man. Tell a friend, tell a friend, it's a chefs again. If they don't know. Now they know, we
2: out. Sports city, Sports city, chefs, chefs, sports city, Sports city, chefs, chefs, sports city, Sports city, chefs, chefs, Sports city, Sports city, chefs Kaboom, Sports City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics, to put up on the spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman versus MF Doom, the clouds loom, to so tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on set. Sport city, Sports city, chef, chef. Sport city, sport city, chef, chef. Yeah. Captain, touch. <laughs> Woo. Connecticut. Uh. Uh-huh.